Welcome today to the Good Soldier Podcast. My name is Pastor Esteban Montoya of the Mountain View Baptist Church in Taos, New Mexico, and the Good Soldier Podcast is here to encourage independent Baptist preachers to fight the good fight, to take up the sword of the Lord, and to move forward for the glory of God. I'd encourage you to head over to www.goodsoldier.co to join the newsletter. When you do, we'll send you updates whenever we release new podcast episodes and articles that are specifically for the newsletter, which I'm getting ready to write some here. In fact, I'm working on a series with Daniel, and my life verse is found in Daniel chapter 10, verse 19, when he was discouraged, and the angel of the Lord told him that he was a man that was beloved, and he told him to be strong, yea, be strong. And the, the topic of this email series that I'm putting together for preachers is dealing with difficulties. And so look forward to that here in the next few weeks if you join the newsletter. And um, also, I want to just remind you of our sponsor because this podcast does need sponsors as I am a church planter evangelist and we live by faith and God provides for our family through love offerings and through churches that support our ministry as we are planting the Mountain View Baptist Church in Taos, New Mexico. But at the same time, I've had to work on the side. And so the the Apostle Paul made tents and I make gospel tracks. And so head over to www.invitation.church forward slash discount and uh, go ahead and fill out that form and you'll receive a coupon to get 10% off your first order of gospel tracks. And we have trifold gospel tracks and also 3 by 5 church invitations that have a plan of salvation there in the back. And so I want to encourage you to head over to that. Today's topic is turning the world upside down. We read in the Bible, the Bible teaches in the book of Acts chapter 17, in verse number 5, But the Jews which believed not, moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company, and set all the city on an uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also." Reading this passage of scripture, you find that the Apostle Paul had been planting churches. He was a missionary, church planter, evangelist, whatever you want to call him. And he was in the city of Thessalonica. And the Jews there did not like the preaching of the gospel. And the Bible says, in particular, that they were moved with envy. Because Paul, the Bible says, as his manner was, would go into the synagogue and he would preach the gospel on the Sabbaths. And he drew a larger crowd than what the synagogue was drawing. And the people were moved with envy. It was a numbers issue. And uh, you find that as Paul was preaching, the people not only rejected the message, but they rejected the messenger. And as a result of that, they wanted to assault Paul. Now, I remind you, in the previous chapter, Paul had just got out of prison and was beaten for the faith, and chances are he probably was still recovering from the wounds of his previous beating, which back then, they didn't have the medical ability that we do today. And so he probably had a very large wounds and um, needed to be stitched or, or whatever the case may be, but he was really hurt. And here he is preaching, knowing that he could probably die, and yet he continues to preach. And that's a challenge to us that we should stand firm in our faith for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, the people looked and they saw the testimony of these men and what they did and how they preached and the difference that was made as a result of these apostles coming through the cities. And they said, these that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. And I believe with all my heart that as we read the Word of God, 
these men were able to literally reach the entire world in one generation. And as we look at that, granted, I'm not an apostle. I don't have healing abilities uh, as they did uh, back then. In fact, um, I believe those abilities have ceased uh, with the canon of Scripture being complete and so forth. Nevertheless, whenever we look at this, we have the same Holy Spirit as they had. We have the same Word of God as they had. We have the same Savior as they have. We have the local church, the ordinances that God has given, the the way God has set up for people to follow the Lord in the local church. We have all the same things that they had, and yet we aren't doing nearly as much as they did. And I find that we maybe are trusting things that we ought not to, and we need to get back to the basics. And so, what did these men do in order to see God do such great things? It boils down to the fact that they had four basic elements in their ministries. Four basic traits that you see about them that made them such powerful men of God. And we're going to look at those here today, and I hope that's an encouragement to you. Um, The first thing they did was they preached the Word of God. And it's very obvious, preaching was the focal point. The, The Bible teaches that Jesus Christ sent them out to go into all the world, in the Gospel of Mark, He said, and to preach the Gospel to every creature. And they took that very serious. They took the preaching of the Word of God extremely serious, and, and their preaching was really threefold. And... The first part of their preaching that you see very often was that they were publicly preaching and that they went out to where the people were and preached to the masses of people. They were street preachers. That's something that's not common in our day and age, especially among independent Baptist churches. More often than not, uh, we, we think, well, going out and street preaching is going to cause problems. It's going to cause issues. We're going to end up getting in trouble and so forth. But let me say this. The apostles did that. And they didn't fear. And that's something that I've lacked in my own personal ministry. I used to street preach a lot. And I believe we need to get back to street preaching. And God has convicted me about getting out in the open and just preaching the word of God. Now, that doesn't mean you go out and pick a fight. When we used to street preach, all we did was just stand on the street corner and give out gospel tracts. And one person would stand there and at the top of their lungs preach. And what they would do is just simply quote Bible verses. They would quote scripture and they would quote the Bible. And I tell you what, that had more of an impact than going around and protesting and so forth. And so they had a public ministry in their preaching. They had a congregational ministry in their preaching. I believe in the local church, and I'm strong local church. In fact, I'm stronger than most people when it comes to the local church, so much so that I firmly believe that a a universal church doctrine will lead to ecumenicism, and that will eventually lead to the Antichrist and the the one world government and so forth. I'm very strong local church, and and you find here that in the Bible they were as well, and Paul, everywhere he left, um, he, he would go and preach the gospel publicly, to see people get saved, but as people got saved, they would organize local churches, and he would set things in order, or leave people to set things in order, and leave a pastor there to defeat the flock of God, and there was a congregational type of preaching, so there was public preaching, there was congregational preaching, and then there was one-on-one preaching, because the Bible talks how that he would go publicly, he taught them publicly and from house to house, and, and so forth, and you see this one-on-one 
preaching that was very evident in the Word of God and throughout the book of Acts. And so you see that in particular in Acts chapter number 20, dealing with that, <coughs> excuse me, you see in Acts chapter 2, the public preaching, and then you see throughout the Word of God, just the congregational preaching and the, the context of the local church and so forth. So these men were preaching men. Not only were they preaching men, but they were praying men. You read in the Bible and you find in the book of Acts that multiple times they set out to pray. In one instance, they prayed, and in Acts chapter 16, for instance, after they'd been beaten, and they prayed, and the place shook, and there was an earthquake, and, and God opened the prison doors, and, and God did a work there, and sent an angel and, and to Peter whenever he was imprisoned, and, and what do you find? that The church was praying for him without ceasing, and, and you see that they were people of prayer. I remind you that whenever the apostles were first with the Lord Jesus Christ, you had the original 12 uh, with Judas, and they had seen Jesus perform miracles, they had seen Jesus um, feed thousands of people, they had seen Jesus preach to the masses, and yet when it was all said and done, they asked the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, teach us to pray. These were praying men. So if we're going to turn the world upside down, we need to be preaching men. Um, we need to be praying men. Uh, let me also say, thirdly, that we need to be men who seek after people. Whenever you read the apostle and how he was, he always dealt with people. He was a people person, if you would. He's the one who said, I have made all things to all men, that by all means I might save some. Now, that doesn't mean we go out and drink and go to the bar in order to reach people. I think we understand that. What you find is Paul was going to people, and he was a man of the people. He talked with people. He got to know people. He didn't think he was better than anyone else. He didn't have pride. He, he came to them with, the Bible says in Acts chapter 20, humility of mind. And he told them his testimony, and he was genuine with people. He was authentic with people. He he was real with people. And you see that if he went to a place and, and if they ate bugs, well, guess what he's going to eat with them? He's going to eat bugs as well. And if you go to a place and it's customary to take off your shoe when you enter into a house, and, and then he would do the same thing as well. And, and he was among the people. And he didn't compromise. He, he didn't compromise his message nor his personal holiness. But you find that he was a people person. He was among the people. Whenever in Acts chapter 17, later on, whenever he goes to Athens, he, he goes into the marketplace. Place. And he begins to work with people and deal with people and talk with people and try to witness to people. And it reminds me of Brother Wilkins, who um, passed away, an older evangelist. He just passed away last Christmas in 2017. And um, he had... Um, used to preach to preachers, and he, he can get away with a lot of things, and, and he would say, you, you preachers, and he'd pound the pulpit, you need to get out of your office, Paul was a man of the people, go out and be among your flock, and go out and be among your city, and be among your people, and, and reach your people, and, and you see that in the testimony of Paul in particular, whenever you look at Acts chapter 17, and how he went to the marketplace, and it's easy for us to get cooped up in our office, and to get so busy doing things that we think are seemingly well for the ministry that we we don't um, go out and reach people, and we lose the heart of it. We, we need to be among our people. And I just want to ask you this, Pastor, just on a side note, 
Did you do things with the families of your church? And and are you with them and among them and, and so forth? Um, you know, do, do, do they come to your house? Do you go to their house? I think we need to sometimes break down that wall and, and be among our people because you're a member of the same church as they are. And God, yes, has called you and you are the, 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 the leader of that flock as God leads you by the Holy Ghost and by the Word of God. Nevertheless, uh, you need to be among your people. And so Paul was a, a people person. And so um, you find here that they were preaching men. They, they were um, praying men. They were, um, they, Paul was a people person. And then you find that they were pure men. You read the Bible and, and you see here, up until this point, these are a lot of things that people like. But when I talk about purity, this is where people start getting a little um, afraid and they think that, uh, oh, well, you need to stop judging people and, and stop being so harsh and so forth. And I, I want to say this. Paul never one time compromised his doctrine nor his personal holiness in reaching people. The apostles didn't do such as well. In fact, you remember in the book of Acts and Ananias and Sapphira, they lied and, and they died because of that. Why? Because they were a pure group of people. Now, you find that several times people tried to buy the power of God and they, they, they didn't like that. Uh, they they, 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 they preached against that, and, and some people even were cursed because of that. Whenever there were people who were demon-possessed and so forth, and following them, they, they called out the, the sin that was in their life. They, they, they were pure men. They were pure in their personal life. They, they were pure in their doctrine. I firmly believe that the doctrine that they held um, was Baptist doctrine, and I'm not going to get into all the details of that, but what we as Baptists hold today, um, from one generation to the next to the next, can go back to these men and, and, and so forth and, and the doctrine that they held. And you see that they, they kept their doctrine pure. And you see that, and Jesus is concerned that his church, the local church, would be a pure church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that there needs to be purity within the house of God. There needs to be purity within the men of God. There needs to be purity within the doctrines that we hold. There needs to be purity. And so you see that in the Bible, um, God said, Be ye holy, for I am holy, saith the Lord. Paul read over and over again, and in fact, he, he encouraged the church of Corinth, who were very worldly and carnal, to come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. He said, and touch not the unclean thing. They, they were pure men. They were pure in their personal holiness. They were pure in their doctrine. And they preached a pure gospel message that called sinners to repentance, to, to a holy Savior, because they were sinful men in need of a Savior. They, they had a, a ministry that was pure. But not only was it pure in that regard, but it was pure because Paul said that he is pure from the blood of all men. He, he warned people and he, he taught people the word of God and, and he, he did not hold back in preaching the word of God. And so as we consider these things, let's be preaching men, let's be praying men, let's be um, people, persons, and let's be pure men of God and let's turn the world upside down for the glory of God. And so thank you for listening to the Good Soldier Podcast and may Christ bless you today.